Welcome to Scanner School session number 47. Today I have five tips, five tips for cruising with your scanner. Coming up right now on Scanner School. Welcome to the Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. So welcome to Scanner School. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. My amateur radio call sign is W2LIE. And this is Scanner School, a podcast where we teach you everything that you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. So I recently got signed up for a cruise. My family booked a Disney cruise. It was a great cruise. And um, I took the opportunity not only to enjoy some time away from the everyday stuff and uh, get to enjoy some time with my family, but I kind of took it as a um, an opportunity to do something different something different with this scanning hobby. And that was monitoring something that you can't do unless you take a cruise. And that's monitoring a cruise ship. And let me tell you, you should have seen the look on my wife's face the uh, the first night after dinner when uh, when uh, everybody's getting ready for bed and I pull out the laptop and, and plug in some, uh, <laughs> some SDR dongles and uh, start firing up the uh, scanner radio software. The, um, I think that if uh, looks could kill, I think I would have been dead on that boat. <laughs> but um, before we go into all of my little adventures with scanning on a cruise ship, I want to remind everybody that today's podcast session, like always, is sponsored by East Coast Pagers. Now, again, in full disclosure, East Coast Pagers is one of my online companies. And we are a Unication, Apollo, and Swiss phone dealer. And we serve the United States market. So let me tell you real quick about the current Unication promotions and then also what East Coast Pagers is giving away. So right now, you get $50 off a Unication G1 pager. If you buy 20 or more pagers, it's a great opportunity for your department to upgrade into G1 pagers. You'll get the free extended warranty, or you get the extended warranty for free. Let's put it that way. So normally, the G1 pagers come with a two-year warranty. If you purchase 20 or more, you get the five-year warranty included with the cost of the pager. If you have P25 in your area and you're looking for either the G4 or the G5 unit, the G5 units are now $100 off, which means it brings their price down to the cost of the G4s. So again, it's a really great opportunity to get into either a G1 or a G5 product and save quite a bit of money. East Coast Pagers does ship each G-Series pager for free. We also supply a free belt clip because, in all honesty, I would hate to have somebody not carrying their pager on them because the belt clip breaks. Uh, you know, they are plastic belt clips, and they do happen after a while. They do happen to to give way, but it's a very easy repair you can do with a quarter, and, um, you know, belt clips are replaceable. I would prefer to have somebody have that pager on their belt and have then order a spare belt clip once they're uh, they need it, not after it's too late. But uh, also with the G1 pages, I also ship a spare set of Tenergy AAA batteries. So that all those promotions expire on December 21st, 2018. But East Coast Pagers is giving away a free Unication G1 pager. There's no strings. All you got to do is go to eastcoastpagers.com slash contest and fill out the form of the email address. And then from there, you can share your own personal link. You can share in a Facebook group or a page or in your own community. And anybody who signs up using your link, you will gain bonus points, bonus bonus entries, and you can also enter daily to increase your odds of winning the Unication G1 page. Now, again, I can only 
offer this to residents of the United States. I'm sorry for all those that listen to the podcast outside of the area, but that's my limitation on a uh, on being a Unication dealer. Okay, also, before we go any further, I want to thank our six Patreon supporters. Mark Beebe, Kenneth Fowler, M.T. Bono, James Felling, William Arcand, and Ken Newberry. You guys are great. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. And if anybody else wants to help support Scanner School, I got some easy ways to do so. Patreon being a uh, monthly donation to uh, to Scanner School, but we also have a one-time PayPal donation. Uh, if you're an Amazon shopper, we also have ways where you can click through our site and then shop on Amazon. It's just really great now that the holiday season is slowly knocking on our doors. It's a great way to help support Scanner School. So Scanner School dot com slash support all right so like i was saying before earlier i just got back from a cruise uh just about two maybe three weeks ago and uh, it was a great time we went out on the disney magic it left from new york and it went to some far out of this way world <laughs> it went down to um to bermuda i'm saying far out of the way world and kind of snuck around bermuda because you'll see you'll see i got five tips that um that I want to go through here when it comes to scanning on a cruise ship. Five little lessons that I learned, uh, or, or things that would make sense for you guys to know of uh, before going out on a cruise with your scanner. So, like I said, we went out on Disney Cruise. It was a great time. It was the first time we took our four-year-old daughter out on a cruise. For me, it was my first time cruising in I'd say well over a decade. Um, and I know that for a fact because. I don't know if I shared with you guys before, but I have celiac disease, which makes it really hard for me to kind of go out and enjoy myself. And the previous cruise I went on, I didn't have to worry about any of that. So I've been uh, gluten-free for about 10 years come next year. And uh, a little side note too, if anybody wants to see my own personal blog on uh, on dealing with life with uh, my gluten-free and celiac and everything else I'm dealing with over there, you can check me out at mrceliac.com. That's M-R-C-E-I-L-A, Mr. Celiac, M-R-C-E-L-I. AC.com, MrCeliac.com, and uh, that's that's my new uh, personal blog that I'm kind of dusting off, and uh, I'm having some help putting all that together as uh, as we need. So anyway, I'll be blogging about my uh, my trip over there. But as far as you guys are concerned, as far as going on with the scanning, let's break it down into five tips that uh, you should know before going out on a cruise with the scanner. So tip number one. Do your homework. Know the laws of where you're traveling to and from. The easy way to figure that one out is just go on Google. Do scanner radio and then in the country. Scanner radio laws, the country either you're departing from or going to, maybe even the state you're going to. Because here in New York State, we have some funny laws about having a scanner radio in a vehicle with you. And... Um, there's people out there that will say it's one thing or the other thing. So my advice to you is to just understand the laws of where you're porting in and out of. Uh, and also while you're traveling, if you have to fly in or fly out of someplace. So uh, besides checking Google, you may also want to check out Radio Reference and just do a search on that as well. Um also, you may want to check out the cruise line. The cruise line will tell you what is and is not allowed on on board. Typically, they'll tell you what is not allowed. It's a shorter list. So besides, you know, bringing weapons and ammunition and fireworks and, you know, explosive devices and those kinds of things, they may also specify what type of electronics you can bring on board. 
So the Disney Cruise Lines will not allow you to bring on a ham radio. They also, I believe, frown upon bringing on an FRS radio uh, for the family radio service. And I mean, they, they don't like you bring on the FRS because they, they supply you with what they call a wave phone, which is basically a Wi-Fi phone that you could take around and give to your family members. There's only two per room, which is really cool because you can make phone calls to each other. Um, and also they have a great app that uh, you can send text messaging to each other while you're on their Wi-Fi on board. So you don't have to worry about international uh, or roaming charges on your cell phone. So that's pretty cool. But they did not list scanning or scanner radios in their do not bring on board list. So I kind of took that as my green light to go ahead and, and pack in the old uh, 436HP. But uh, like I said, just check your laws. Uh, one thing I did notice was that you needed a permit in Bermuda to uh, to have a scanner radio, which is a free permit. I did not bring my radio off the ship. Uh, I only left it in the stateroom, and um, I left it in my bag when I was not in the room. So tip number two. Know the frequencies before you go, right? The last thing you want to do is be fumbling for for what might be happening around you while you're already on the cruise ship or while you're leaving port and like that. So a great way to see what's available for you is just check out the database at Radio Reference. Uh, very easy, www.radioreference.com slash apps slash db. Uh, just go to Radio Reference website and the database link is right there on the top. And uh, if you know or don't know, they actually have a international database as well as just uh, on top of the U.S. database. So from there, I was able to really pull down to Bermuda and find out that there was really nothing there. Uh, deeper research led me to uh, to discover that there might have been some encryption with the police. and um, But there's not really a lot of information out there in Bermuda. And I wasn't really too um, – didn't have really too much time that I was in port to, to play around too much. Though I did find a few trunk systems out there that were DMR, um, I was uh, unsuccessful finding the the fire or police while I was out there. So um, I guess if I ever go back, I'll, I'll definitely be hunting again. Another great website, which I highly, highly recommend, is uh, scanmaritime.com. Now, again, I'll have a link to this in the show notes at scannerschool.com slash session 47 if, uh, if you need links. But uh, Bill, N1KUG, does a great job of maintaining a, a pretty large database of cruise ship frequencies, as well as some national and international VHF and UHF frequencies that might be in use. So what I did was, uh, when, I, when I, we kind of had that, this cruise in the books, what I did was I headed over to his website, and I started making a list of not only just the, the ship I went on with, the Disney Magic, but I also looked at all the other Disney boats that were out there, and I took an inventory of all the frequencies in the Disney fleet because I kind of had a feeling that, you know, not, you know, cruising is one thing, but going on a cruise ship, that's a pretty small subset of people who are actually cruising. So um, I did some homework. I, I definitely wrote down and pre programmed my scanner with all the frequencies that were in there that were part of the Disney fleet. So not only the Disney Magic, but also the Disney Wonder. Um, and also I programmed in some of the international frequencies, the VHF uh, frequencies. Uh, I made sure that I had the scan list all ready to go or the search list that came pre-programmed the radio for the VHF marine frequencies. So because I, you know, those were going to be used here in the New York City Harbor, as well as when you uh, you come into port, because of course you have the pilot boats, you have the, the, um, the, uh, the tugboats that kind of help you navigate the channels and, and whatnot. So so those are always good to have ready to go as well. So again, 
jump on Radio Reference, jump on to Scan Maritime, and also make sure that you have your frequencies already pre-programmed in the scanner as best as you can. Tip number three, make sure you know how to use your radios. You don't want to be sitting there, you know, trying to figure this thing out and, and, and getting frustrated, right? You probably won't have a lot of time to actually dedicate to scanning. So, so for me, I only scanned when I was in the estate room. I didn't feel comfortable enough bringing it out on deck. I didn't want to bring any attention to myself. Why is this guy walking around with a radio, right? That's I wasn't looking for anything like that, um, you know, on the cruise ship. So really what I did was it was really when after dinner, um, after my daughter went to bed while we were kind of watching TV as we were unwinding, that's really when I had uh, time to just turn on the scanner. When I wasn't scanning, it was definitely back in my laptop bag and put away just in case, you know, when housekeeping walks through the room, they don't see this stuff laying around either because they'll raise some suspicion too. So it's always best, like I said, to um, uh, to put the radio away. But uh, again, make sure you know how to use the scanner. Like I said, you're not going to have a lot of time to, to be messing around with trying to figure something out. So if you don't have a manual, like I know a lot of these radios, they don't have a printed manual with them. What I like is the easier to read manuals, and you can get that online just by simply Googling easier to read scanner manual. Or, you know, you're not going to have that much luxury on a cruise ship. Wi-Fi is quite expensive. It was $89, just as a side note, it was $89 for a gig of Wi-Fi. And my family blew through that in two days on a five-day cruise. So, yeah, we spent $180 just to have Wi-Fi on the boat. So, anyway, if you go to um, – you can you can get a hard copy of these easier-to-read manuals, and I strongly suggest having a manual with you, especially when it's easier-to-read manuals. Um, it, it just makes life so much easier. So, Scanner Master sells them, and we have an affiliate link. So, if you buy the um, easier-to-read manuals using this link, we'll, we'll make a small commission on it, which is another great way to help support the Scanner School podcast. So, if you go to scannerschool.com slash manuals, this will hotlink you over to that page over at Scanner School where you can purchase a hard-printed copy of the easier-to-read scanner manual. Now, again, we'll also link to this in the session notes at scannerschool.com slash session 47. Also understand how when you're programming the radio, how to lock things, unlock things, what the temporary uh, lockout does if your scanner supports it, how to turn banks off and on or scanless off and on, how to toggle close call because you may want to just leave close call running to find out what else might be available on port or while you're on the ship. So know the difference between close call priority, close call do not disturb, close call only, or also when you have close call off. Now, again, for those of you in the Whistler, GRE, or Radio Shack world, I believe that's also called the uh, signal stalker method on the uh, on the scanner. So, again, know your scanner, know how it works, and also as a bonus tip for bonus tip three, make sure you have your antenna with you, make sure you have your batteries are charged, or take a charger with you, or bring spare batteries um, for those of you using the HP product, you know, if you have faith in your SD card, great. I had faith in mine, but maybe you want to bring a secondary micro SD card this way in case something gets corrupt or, or it doesn't go through the X-ray machine fine, which I don't think that would be an issue, but you never know. Tip number four, pack right. Like I said, I kept my scanner in with my laptop. My laptop bag was my carry-on bag. And in my laptop bag, I had not only my laptop, but my scanner radio. I had my chargers. I had cables. 
I had some basic photography gear, such as those Gorilla Pods. I had a um, a gimbal to do some steady cam work in there as well. Uh, my iPhone charger, all the chargers for basically all our devices, my Fitbit and all that stuff too. So there was enough cables and wires in my bag where I think I was able to successfully get through security and not worry about them looking through my bag. Again, the antenna wasn't on my radio. So even if they did notice it, I don't think they would have put the pieces together, to be honest with you. Worst case scenario, though, um, they would have checked the radio and I could have claimed it when I was back from the cruise. The other thing I brought, too, besides my scanner was I brought two SDR dongles, which... Um, you know, I was planning on saying that they were USB sticks if anybody had a question because technically they are USB sticks. I wasn't going to say they were USB memory sticks, but uh, it did not come to that. But again, I also did have two SDR dongles with me as well just to play around with. So again, this was all in my carry-on. This was not in my check luggage. This also wasn't in my check bags when I left the boat. I kept the scanner on me in my, in my carry-on or, or in the carry-on bag at all times. All right, guys. Tip number five, which my final tip, is expect the unexpected. What do I mean by expect the unexpected? Well, on my boat, things weren't exactly as they were on the uh, Scan Maritime website. The Scan Maritime website really said that uh, there was um, either FM narrow or DMR in use on the boat. Uh, the other boats, the Disney Wonder, actually had a DMR system mapped out with three three uh, logical channels and also two talk groups. Well, when I got on board, I found that the same DMR system that was on the Wonder was also on the Magic. But the surprise was it was encrypted. Yes, there were three talk groups and only three talk groups I found in use. And all three talk groups were frustratingly encrypted. So there was nothing exciting to listen to on the boat. Womp womp. <laughs> so, so that was that. Now, to add insult to injury, uh, for those groups that weren't on the trunk system, they had what they call these wave phones. I think we just talked about that earlier. And those were basically Wi-Fi phones that the uh, housekeeping staff and maintenance and, and and those those kinds of departments they all just called each other directly there was no there was no talk group there was nothing i could find that was in the clear or, or these guys were just on their wi-fi thing so um very frustrating on that as well and then the only group i saw carrying around a radio other than the lifeguards with dmr radios on them and um you know the, the maintenance staff and the housekeeping was the food services, and food services had FRS radios on them. So, and it really wasn't something I was excited to listen to, and, um, you know, I was always on the opposite side of the ship. My, my, my room wasn't in the back of the boat uh, where the buffet stuff was. So, again, I really didn't care to listen to two. They needed more orange juice in the, um, in, in the machines. So, you know, like I said, expect the unexpected. All right, so again, what was it that I brought on the cruise? Well, with me, I brought my laptop. I brought two new elect, uh, SDR dongles, which I had pretty much just purchased for the sake of testing on the cruise ship. I had some other SDR dongles with me, and I bought these. Um, I used the cruise as an excuse to buy them, to be honest with you. I had SDR Sharp running on my laptop, and also I had DSD+. Plus. Uh, I also purchased the optional uh, VB audio cable that you can use for 
DSD Plus. Now, again, we were going to talk about the new Elect dongles. We'll talk about SDR Sharp and um, DSD Plus on an upcoming episode. I do have those queued up on the calendar. So um, if I'm losing you now, don't worry about it. We are going to talk about all this cool stuff uh, coming out next year on the podcast. We'll talk about that right right after the new year. But, um, you know, there's also some really great cheap devices you can get. Like I said, I also had my Uniden um, BCD436HP with my favorite Diamond SRH519 antenna, a set of batteries, and, uh, of course, a pen and paper to jot down some notes. But in the end, you know, it was just coming down to uh, using the, the um, you know, the 436 to monitor the, the maritime traffic. And uh, I just used DSD Plus just to, just to hope and, and pray that maybe there was something unencrypted on the trunk system and there just there wasn't. So that's that. But going back to what it was what I was able to listen to, it was really cool leaving New York Harbor. Um, we left around 5 o'clock at night just in time to see the sun go down behind the Statue of Liberty. And uh, it was really cool to go out that way. We had dinner right after we got out of, of that area. So um, we head right to the room, and that's when I started playing around with the scanner. Uh, coming into port a day later in Bermuda was uh, was pretty interesting listening to them guide in the boat and, and let them know how many meters were left. I assume it was meters uh, between where they had to dock the boat and the pier. And uh, listening to the, the pilot come on and, and, and the boats and, and have them... Uh, talk about how they couldn't get the, the lines out because they were tangled and they had a problem with the winch. So a little bit of behind the scenes. All that was done on VHF, uh, maritime frequencies. Uh, also coming back into New York Harbor, we came back in at about 4 a.m., uh, around 4.30 or so. We crossed the Arizona Bridge and passed the Statue of Liberty. And the whole time up, there was plenty of traffic from the Disney Magic calling its you know calling themselves in because New York Harbor is pretty busy. And... Um, you know, a boat that big isn't going to stop. So so there was some traffic as uh, the Disney Magic made its way up up the New York Harbor. And uh, as, as it was guided into its uh, final docking position for our trip. But all in all, it was a, it was a great trip. Um, my family loved it. It was okay for scanning. It was definitely, definitely something different. Something that... Um, you know, I didn't do my first cruise, something that I'm glad I did this time around and something I'll be more prepared on for the next cruise I go on. So really, I hope that these five tips will help you enjoy your next cruise if you're finding yourself out on one. If you are vacationing with your scanner, I'd love to know exactly what it is that you do to prepare for scanning. So let me know. Drop me a line and uh, uh, we'll talk about it. A great way to do so is on our Facebook group. We have a great community right now on Facebook and, um, you know, it, it can't be beat. So if you go to scannerschool.com slash Facebook group, join a conversation and let us know how you vacation with your scanner radio. All right, guys, that's it for this week. Like I said, the links that we talked about before are located in the session notes at scannerschool.com slash session 47. Don't forget, if you're interested in a Unication G1 pager, you can get one for free, but only if you win one. So go to eastcoastpagers.com slash contest for your chance to win a Unication G1 pagers. All right, guys, 
Next week, we are getting pretty close to uh, Black Friday. So we're going to uh, start talking about some gift guides. So stay tuned for the next two weeks. We'll go through some Scanner Radio gift suggestions. And if you have any suggestions for the Scanner Radio user in your family or yourself, <clears throat> we'll, uh, we'll talk about them. Let me know what you want for Christmas this year. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so cheesy. All right, guys. We'll talk to you guys next Tuesday. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. My amateur radio call sign is W2LIE. And this is Scanner School, where we teach you everything you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. See you all next Tuesday, everyone. 73. Thanks for listening to the Scanner School podcast. Be sure to visit www.scannerschool.com to access the show notes and bonus content.